Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. All right, tonight I'm going to spend just a few moments and I'm going to be talking about unified prayer. Do you know unifying with people um, right here in this church that you connect with, that you've said, you know, I make a covenant in this church with, you know, the leadership here with this congregation. And when you unify, that means you get in agreement, you get in harmony. Now, does that mean that we see everything just exactly the same way? No, that's not what we're saying. But it means in the core of what we're doing that we get in agreement and when, um, when things are um, spoken, vision is given, direction comes forth by the Holy Spirit to leadership, it means that we all pull together to do that vision, to perform it, and to make sure that things um, come forth. Now, this world needs community. And you know what this world doesn't have? community. But do you know what? Jesus has provided community in the body of Christ. Local churches provide that community where you can connect in, where you can roll up your sleeves and you can be a part, where you can pray and believe, release your faith for the things that God has called Redemption Church to do. And you can get other people to stand with you and pray with you. And you don't have to preach to them because they already know how to do it. And see, that's important. And then, you know, when new people come in and they connect into that vision, they connect in to what God has for that community, and then we just keep uh, going deeper and wider in the purpose and plan of God. But I can tell you this, unified prayer is a must. And the scripture tells us about that. In the early church, you know, we can look over there in the book of Acts and we can see what unified prayer produced. And we're going to do a little bit about that tonight. Now, I started looking. I always like to, I, you know, I think I know what unify, unity, and all of that means. But I love looking at it because it gives me um, a fuller perspective, I would say. The word unified means allied. We're not enemies, but we're working together. See, you know, you see at various times people come in and they are an enemy to the cause of Christ and they're an enemy to the plan and purpose of a local church. But God says we're not to be that way. And if you, if you are that way, you need to repent and get it right or you go somewhere where you can enter into the uh, unification that's so needed and necessary. Necessary. We're to be allies. It means collective. It means consolidated or cooperative. Undivided. Not divided. Division. See, God doesn't want us to be divided in our prayer. That's what the devil does. The devil divides, doesn't he? Smite the shepherd and what happens? The sheep will scatter. The, the enemy is a scatterer. God is a gatherer a people with hearts to follow Him and follow His plan and His purpose. We can do, you know, it's not about a person, an individual. Now, you have to have a, 
every church has a leader, and you need leader and leaders. There's multiple leaders at different levels, and, and you've got to have that. But we are to work together for that common good. And you know, one thing that I've noticed in uh, the scripture in the Old Testament, the Bible says that in the last days they won't break rank. Now that has to be supernatural, and that has to be given by God because everybody wants to break rank, just humanly speaking. But see, when we get in a time of being unified together and entering into unified prayer, that stuff is left by the wayside. Because, well, I didn't get the attention. Well, guess what? Lots of people don't get the attention. I don't get the attention. You don't get the attention. But who does get the attention? Jesus should be getting the attention. That's who. And it's his direction. It means to become one when we talk about being uh, unified. It means to join forces. Instead of working against one another, you pull with one another in unified prayer to receive. I am convinced that the body of Christ at large has not received what we could receive because we haven't entered in to this unified praying. Everybody, you know, even Paul said it, you know, Everybody has their own agenda. This is my words, but that's what Paul said. You know, I've got a vision. God has given me. He's called me to be an apostle uh, uh, to a lot of people. But people have their own agenda, and they pull away from what I want to do and go want to do their own things. Well, we don't do that, do we? But we pull together. We join forces in prayer. It means to pull or stick together. It means to link or to bring into agreement. Now, I want to read you a quote. A.T. Pearson said this. I want you to listen to it. There's never been a spiritual awakening in any country or locality that did not begin in united prayer. Think about that. It all begins in united prayer. That doesn't mean that every time everybody unites together, we see a great awakening or a great revival. But he's, it's what he's saying is that's an element that it, when there's an awakening, an outpouring, united prayer is always a part of that. And I believe it based on reading scripture. Now let's turn to Acts 1. In verse number 14, I'll read 13 too. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room. Now, I think that's very indicative and very telling right there that they went into an upper room. Sometimes you got to go up. Sometimes you have to go up and out of the muck of this life and the problems and everything. You got to go into the upper room. Well, here's these people, and the Bible says that they went into an upper room where abode. Now listen, here's the disciples, Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, and Judas. 
Okay, all these people gathered in that upper room. Now, what do you think they had gathered in that upper room and got up and got out of where they were? There was great persecution going on. And so they went into this place, into the upper room, and let's read what this next verse says. And these all, all of them, continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Now I want to tell you, that just blows some doctrines aside there. In the upper room, there were women in the upper room. Can you believe it? There were women there. You know, God cares about women. You know, there's a women's movement afoot that's totally so ungodly. But God has his women to raise up. And you don't follow that pattern, but you follow the pattern of a humble spirit and the pattern of somebody that is submitted to the Lord Jesus and submitted to his word. What you see in the word is what your life is molded and you become. Not some big mouth, boisterous, embarrassing yourself. You understand what I'm saying? But anyway, they all continued with one accord. The, the disciples, the women, everybody gathered there. Can you imagine the tents surrounding the persecution, the pressure, the stress that was upon them? They had to get away from it. They go into the upper room. They go there together. And the Bible said they continued with one accord. Do you know what the word continued means? It means in spite of opposition. Each one of us, there are opposition, and there's different degrees of, uh, of that to, to everybody. Different degrees of the opposition that comes uh, to us based on what we're doing in life, based on our family, based on leadership, you know, so many things. And there they were, in spite of the opposition, the pressure, and the persecution that was coming against them, the Bible said that they continued, in spite of that, with one accord in prayer. Now, so when I say united prayer, that's what I'm talking about. They got into one accord in prayer. That may, means that they were one mind. They were in one place. There comes a time. See, it's why it's so important that we come into the sanctuary, that we pray and we intercede. And I'm always, you know, I, I, sometimes I, it's like, what? You know, you talk about prayer and people stay away. Now, should it be that way? Absolutely not. When we pray, we should be in that one mind. We should be in one accord and we should be in one place and unite together in prayer. I'm going to tell you what you and we can do in prayer is absolutely amazing. It is amazing what God can do with the oneness with the unity and with the harmony when we come together in prayer. And God's wanting to do that today. Amen? Okay, so they got in one accord in prayer and supplication. And really, supplication is a petition. And all those people came together and got in agreement 
in prayer. Now, and also what you can say, um, you know, when, when you talk about one accord in prayer, it has to do with being earnest and sincere, and it has to do with prayer, asking God for things, but it also has to do with worship. Well, I come in after the worship, and I just want the Word. That's a mistake. That is a mistake. You know why many people, a lot of times, and I don't say this condemning, but many times they don't know the power of worship. They don't understand worship. They don't understand that we're lifting up and glorifying the Lord. And if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. Men and women, boys and girls need to be drawn to Jesus. The mouth of the avenger needs to be stilled in your life. And as you spend time in worship, unified worship, not just, it's good in your own prayer closet. Yes, you should worship. But I'm talking about where you come into a time. It's not just something that you do before you do something else. It's important. Worship is important. Unified worship. Amen? All right. So then we can see here how that God used these people mightily when they came into agreement in prayer. See, I see, um, I certainly am not comparing it to Jesus being crucified or anything like that, but I will say that there is a great degree of pressure and darkness in the earth today. Would you not say that? All you have to do is just be out in society. All you have to do is turn on your television and listen to the news. There's darkness all around. So there needs to be more unifying, coming together in one accord and praying more than ever before. And I tell you what God can do through that will be absolutely astounding. Amen? All right. Uh, Ian Bounds said this, God shapes the world through prayer. Now, I started thinking about that. What does that mean today? That people are not really praying so much because it's, it's being shaped, but not by prayer. In many cases, it's, it isn't. Now, I do think that people are getting their eyes open in this day, and I, I do think that people are seeing it's not time to be concerned about my four and no more. Do you understand what I'm saying? You got your, your family. Is your family important? Should you take care of your family? Should you pray for your family? Should you provide for your family? Should you be concerned about your family? Don't hear me say that I'm saying that you shouldn't because you should. But that is not all. When I say you're for and no more, that's what I'm talking about. We get absorbed in life and then we don't take our eyes out to, to view and to look and to see and to peer out to see what's important to God, what's important that's going on in the world today and how we as a Christian can be a part of that through this unified prayer that I'm talking about tonight. We can absolutely make a difference. I believe I make a difference when I pray. How about you? 
I believe that we make a difference when we pray. And I love being in a group of people that understand unified praying, understand being in one accord and in agreement in prayer. I love being with people that way. And I'm gonna tell you, that's not so easy to find because you've got people that are so preoccupied with everything in the world from what you're going to eat tonight when you leave here. You know, it just goes on and on. You see what I'm saying? Well, if you've already eaten, see, you don't even have to think about that, do you? <laughs> okay, turn to Matthew 18. Um, and I'm going to read from verse 19, but 18, 18 says, it talks about binding and loosing, and it talks about how we have that power to bind or loose. And, you know, you may say, well, I didn't, you know, I, I don't, I don't see that. I don't understand that. Well, you know, whatever you loose is loosed and whatever you bind is bound. Why? Because of what Jesus did. Jesus said, I'm going to depart and I'm going to heaven. All power has been given to me. And guys, I'm going to give you the power that I have. I'm going to leave it here on the earth. I'm going to give it to you. Now do something with it. Go into all the world and make disciples. Do something with it. You have the power to bind or loose. In your life, if the devil can convince you that you have no power and you cannot take authority over anything, then you'll just live just being kicked around by the devil. I don't know what it is, and I don't understand this, but there is a place that when I get in prayer, and it's like, I've had enough of this. I've had enough of it. And then I began to take the prayer principles that I know, the binding and the loosing in Jesus' name. And it's amazing every time that that happens. But you know, I've noticed I have to have one of those dung moments. Do you, do you ever have a dung moment where the light comes on? Do you know what I'm talking about? Some of you do and some of you, I guess you don't. You've never had that? light bulb moment but there's something about that it's it i believe it's it's something that's in your spirit it's not a self-determination because we don't have any power in the flesh i'm not talking about self-determination there's something in me that rises up to say i have put up with enough this is enough that happened to me just the other day. And I was in a situation where things had gone on from one day to two days, three days, a week, and on. And, and just, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting in my chair, and I'm praying, and I'm talking to the Lord. And it's like, when are you going to do something about that? Well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. Well, the Lord's just waiting on you. You understand what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that we can do something. There's some things you can't do. you got to trust and lean on the Lord. But then there's the things that He's told you to do that you've got to do it. Amen? All right. 
1819, I gotta hurry, I'm gonna cut it off here. Got a lot more to say, but I can't. Again, I say to you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Now here again, this is, uh, uh, this is an agreement, people coming together, two people, but can it be more than two people? Of course it can. United praying can be two or more. It, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> but it means to be harmonious, to come together, and to voice. There's something that you voice. Well, I want you to agree with me. Well, what do you want? Uh, I, I could say, what, what do you want me to agree with you about? Well, it's unspoken. It's like, well, forget that. You've got to voice it. It's got to be a voice that I can get in agreement with that says what the issue is. See, that's another thing, that muddling a prayer. That's another thing from, uh, you know, uh, not understanding the scriptures and not being around the truth of the scriptures as it relates to prayer. It, you know, I used to be there, but thank God, you know, revelation came from the word. I saw things and now things are different. You may be here tonight. You never heard it. You've never seen it. You don't understand it. But it's in the Bible, so if it's in the Bible, lay hold of it. Amen? So two or more agreeing or harmonizing, coming together in this unity and um, in one accord releases supernatural power to bring your request to pass. You've got to understand this, that when you pray, power is released. Power is generated. When we're going to stand here tonight and we're going to pray over things and there is a supernatural power being released into our situation, into the situations that we're going to bring up and don't you ever tell me that things won't change because I don't believe it. I believe that things change when God's people pray, get into harmony, get into agreement, not bickering, not divided, not but unified and in one accord and in, in agreement with some things to happen. Some of you need some things to happen for you. And, and you, got, you need to find somebody that can get in agreement with you. Now you can pray for yourself, but one can put a thousand to flight and two ten thousand. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.